subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. Happy New Year. It's the Bleeders Digest Season 1 Wrap-Up. I'm Trevor. I'm Lauren. I'm Spider. I'm Chrissy. Thank you for joining us at time of release as we head into Season 2. This is us making good on our promise to get together and take a quick look back at the adventures and process behind some of the episodes of our debut journey into these original narrative short-form horror tales that we've been creating for you each week. And to give you kind of a, a sneak peek of what's coming, what we're about to release for season two, which we're very excited about. Yeah. Starting January 20th. So next week. Very exciting. The wait is almost over. And so some of the things that we've got in store is we're going to be launching a Patreon. We are? We are. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a question though. Yeah, what's, yeah. A, what's a Patreon? <laughs> well, that's a, a donation-based service for our listeners who would like to do things like possibly hear episodes in advance a little bit to hear episodes ad free. And as of now to get shout outs on the show, everyone loves wow. a good shout out. And we have other plans too, right? Like uh, hopefully some merch down the, down the road and things like that. Yeah. Some really yeah. cool things. So definitely check it out. Yes. Some giveaways. Some- yes. Wasn't that we going to do a sleepover at your house for one lucky listener? Oh my God. <laughs> one unlucky listener. Yeah, right? Four kids. <laughs> your kids can. Duties. Yeah. Would you like to be a nanny? Right. <laughs> we'll sleep at a listener's house and they can sleep here. <laughs> we'll do it that way. That would actually be awesome. Free run of your house. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. As long as you're babysitting, as long as you're babysitting. (laughs) So we ended up uh, last time, we ended up at episode 12. We had talked about, or no, we talked about episode 13, Mom's New Friend, featuring guest star and genre legend Kelly Maroney, which takes us to something Spider wrote called She Doesn't Really Like Rabbits. And I believe this was a short, was a short film first, right? Yes, this was a short film first. It's, um, it was, uh, one of the, like the really the first short film I ever made, and we shot it sort of on a whim at the at our house, and it's a tale of a cute little stuffed bunny rabbit that creates you know terror and chaos in this girl's life, and so it was kind of cool to reverse engineer from something that was completely done and already in short form, but you know it allowed me to do a little extra for the for the podcast story, you know, like there was a scene when she's shopping in the toy store for the little bunny that, you know, I didn't have the, the means to, to shoot uh, for the film because there are no such thing as toy stores anymore. So, yeah, um, so sad. But yeah. So that was, yeah, that was, I think our only, well, yeah. Our, I mean, we've, we have plans of maybe turning some of our stories into films, but I think this was the only one that was a film first and then turned into a story. I just was curious, did you find it more challenging, like writing the short film and shooting the film or writing the story? I think I always find writing the short stories more challenging than writing like script form stories, because, you know, generally speaking, when you're doing a 
screenplay format. It's mostly dialogue. And if you're going to direct your own film, then you don't have to worry that much about descriptive stuff. But obviously with these podcast stories, there is no visual. So it is all descriptive and it is all that. So to me, that's a, a much bigger task to do that. And what about deconstructing it? Did you find that it was more labor intensive? I don't know, Chrissy, you probably helped out with the the production and sound design of it. Is it harder when you're dealing with only audio and you and it's you don't have that visual element? I mean, I, th- I think so. I mean, I think that when you're making like a short film or even a film, you know, a lot of times a lot is said within the actors without even dialogue, without, you know, just visually building tension, which you can't do in, in this form. And it was crazy because when we made the short film for this, we filmed in, I, I do all the editing and stuff like that. And I, it was our first narrative short um, with our production company, one Fox. And I kind of didn't think ahead that, Oh, like I'm going to have to do all the sound for this short film. And I never even considered that. <laughs> and uh, so that kind of got me into doing this, which helped me immensely with, you know, future projects and also just being able to do bleeders in general. So that was kind of a cool thing about rabbits. It sort of threw me in the deep end really fast when I was not prepared. So, and if anybody doesn't know, they can watch the short film. It's on our YouTube channel and our website. website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On our website. So, so it is there for anyone who listened to the story and wants to go see the, the film that it was inspired by. So it is there. All right. We'll move on to episode 15. And that was, I believe one of, is it our first, first yeah. story that was submitted by, by a listener and a very talented listener by the name mm-hmm. of Mark Steensland, who was one of the writers on 2021's phenomenal Jacob's Wife. Yes. Mark was someone I was obviously aware of because I love Jacob's Wife and he kind of on his own accord became a fan of Bleeder's Digest and every week he'd be sharing and posting the stories. And so I'd see him online all the time talking about the project and we'd spoken a few times back and forth and he's like, Hey, can I send a story? And I'm like, actually, yeah, we're starting to take listener submissions. We'd love that. And I thought the story was really cool. And he had, he has such a unique writing style and it was kind of like this sweet, but really messed up story. And so when I brought it to you guys, I was really excited that you guys were into it because uh, I think it's, you know, having a fresh voice once in a while in the middle of a season is really cool. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And if you're listening right now and you've got a story or a writer or you'd like to give a try and, and, and put together a story, please don't hesitate to send it to us. DM however you want to do it through our website, Bleeders Digest. That's D-I-E-G-E-S-T dot com. And you never know. We got a whole new season ahead of us. So there's lots of opportunities for you listening. Lauren? Yours is up next. Yes. Number 16, yeah. Bones. That one was really fun to write. And I got inspired to write that story because uh, they had found bones in the hills behind our house. And it really creeped me out because they couldn't tell if they were animal or human. And I kept checking news reports to see if they were human or animal. And I just kept thinking, like, if it was human, what happened to this person? Like, what was their story? And that's how that story got inspired. That that you could have put based on a true story at the beginning. Then It's yeah. true. Right. People love that. <laughs> it's true. And it was human bones that they found. Oh, cool. So, yeah. but, 
but no idea what happened. No. And I think. But if you're right, Lauren. I would say the, 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 uh, right? what happened in your story is probably a pretty re- reasonable assumption of what happened. Oh, yeah. definitely. It's always the love interest, as they say in the new screen. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I did really love your twist in that movie or in that story, too. Um, I thought it was really cool. And I, I love the Ouija board element. That's Thank one of my you. favorite things, like ghost stories. When I think they kind of did this in, you know, there's other films. I don't want to say the names of the other films in case it spoils it for people who watch the movie and they don't know the ending. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. To say. But ghost movies, when they find out that they're the ghost, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah, no, definitely. And Chrissy did an excellent job editing and sound designing it and voicing it. And thank you. I really loved it. It was a really fun one. I, I really yeah. love that one too. On to number 17, The Pills with a good friend of ours, Scout Compton. Yeah. Oh, and before we, we should mention like this whole month, starting with the pills, we did like the special October month where we had special guests every episode. So this this kind of kicked it off the right way with Scout. Yeah, I mean, bringing in Scout. Scout was something I think we all wanted to bring in from the beginning of this because we've been all been friends for quite a while, and she's such a great actress, and she killed it in this. My favorite moment with Scout was we had to, you know, the, with any of these stories, you you do the dialogue and the the basics and then you generally at the end go okay well give me some okay scream or you know could you could you you know whatever you know you get the sound effects and and she just did this insane uh in the you know sound uh, effects for when she was t- transforming into this monster so it's just typical scout you know like just going nuts making these crazy <laughs> demonic sounds and then ending and just going like is that cool you know and that was uh, like uh a, a really great. I think we even have that on film, maybe. Somewhere. Yeah, but, uh, we uh, have to find Scout's outtakes because she was hilarious. She's always hilarious. But you know, it's like this. What you learn, you know. I mean, we're all. I mean, other than Chrissy, you're a professional actress. I mean, we're all novices when it comes to acting or voice acting. I mean, Trevor, you're a professional voice guy, but I think you know. For me, when you bring in professional actors you can really tell, you know, like there's no, they don't, they don't mess around. Like they just nail it and you're like, wow. You know, so it's inspiring to, to work and to try to keep up. I mean, I think you had mentioned that Trevor, when you, when you did your scene with Bill Mosley, just feeling like you had to keep pace with the performance. And, um, and that's how I felt because I played the, the, the doctor opposite scout. So I wanted to make sure I didn't sound like a total. <laughs> were you were you reading opposite scout live or did you do your parts after? Uh, no, we just did them separately. I mean, generally we do it. There's very few that we do together. You right. know, um, usually it's we, we, we lay it down and then the other person comes in maybe even on a different day. Yeah. Which is a, which is weird sometimes because they feel like you would feel disconnected. But I don't know. Sometimes it works in this. It almost creates some tension and that it isn't always quite as natural as a an everyday conversation so you you know you have to find ways to make these performances work together well another great guest and another great story number 18 the thing in the road and we were joined by katie cassidy who's been in when a stranger calls and uh, nightmare on elm street and all these great 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 movies what could you tell us about actually getting her involved chrissy well, her and I got connected actually through really randomly my friend's mom. And she's like, you know, I have this friend who's an actress from up in, and she, she was filming up in Canada when they had met. And uh, she's like, you guys should just talk on the phone. You guys would get along. And 
she's always right. And she was, and her and I kind of hit it off and we'd have these like long phone calls about life and writing. And so I was like, Hey, I have this cool sister story. Would you want to read it? And she's like, absolutely. She, and I don't even think she actually ended up reading it when I sent it to her. She's just like, I want to do it. I don't care. And so she was actually the only story that we did remotely. We went to her house and um, we set up like this. We made like a little recording studio in one of her rooms and um, she just was, she nailed it. I mean, like Spider said, when someone's worked that much and done so much, like I had to say very little. And it was funny because I could tell, I was like, you haven't actually like checked out the show. Like you don't know what this is. So I think she was like completely like, Whoa, okay, wait, what? So I'm like, yeah, no, this is like full acting. And she's like, Oh, okay, great. Oh, interesting. So she was for, for all, she was aware. She just had to read something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or and, it was like an interview. Like I don't yeah, think she was. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, that was like kind of the crazy thing about her is that she just went in and she just like nailed it the first time. And most of it was just like all one take. And I was like, wow. Okay. Awesome. And it was really fun to get to play sisters. And I had already recorded my parts before. So it was actually really helpful because I knew kind of my energy. And like, as soon as she started talking, I'm like, Oh, it's like her energy matched mine without her even hearing it. So it was just really cool. And I, I'm really proud of that story for me. Like, as like, I, I find that to be one of the scariest ones I've written and the idea of it scares me. So I, it was just a really fun one to do and getting to do a lot of sound design within the prayer and the radio stuff. Yeah, well. yeah, I love that. That but was one of my favorites. That that story is that, really that must have been very uh, interesting for her to hear the finished product too and to hear how you put it all together, especially not yeah. knowing going into it. <laughs> yeah, she was like stoked. She's like, this is just so awesome. She's like, I, 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 lo- I love this. She was super excited and it was, it was just cool that, uh, you know, when, when someone's like really happy with the end product and especially going into it, I think not fully knowing what it was. And, you know, I approached her kind of early before bleeders was like, you know, even, you know, super known. So it was, it was cool. It was awesome to work with her. On to number 19, they're everywhere with a good friend of spiders, Bryce Johnson. Yeah. Bryce Johnson, another guy that I knew would be involved in this because he, again, friends forever, uh, Bryce was in a show called Death Valley that I created and produced years ago. Uh, it was a zombie monster cop comedy horror show that was on MTV for unfortunately only one season. But I think a lot of people that saw it like fell in love with it. It was so good. It's so good. And it's way ahead of its time. And it's still out there. I think it's, is it prime? Has it some, some thing you could still get it right. The whole, you know what? I don't know. I know it was on Netflix for a while, but I don't think it is anymore. Who knows? I'm sure sure it's on YouTube somewhere, but uh, so Bryce is a, you know, a great guy and uh, is, you know, honestly become, I mean, he's a great actor. He's in, he's actually in my upcoming feature allegoria as well. But he's become known as this, uh, he has his own podcast called the Bigfoot Collectors Club. And he's also on a discovery show called Expedition Bigfoot. So he's been sort of built this reputation as a not only a Bigfoot uh, guy, but like all things sort of weird and paranormal and unexplained mysteries of the world. And so he's very much in that headspace. And so uh, we brought him in to narrate uh, They're Everywhere. And he, again, another one of these things where hand the guy seven pages and he just reads it one take and I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks man. <laughs> like, you know, it's the best with that because being, being the person like Trevor who tends to often be the one editing, which I did edit and sound design this one. And 
I was like, I had to do so little editing with Bryce, which is always amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> but it also it also like keeps you going and inspires you, especially when you hear these great actors reading these parts. Is it just yeah. it, it makes it so much fun to play mm-hmm. with, you know, when you're playing oh, with this high caliber shit. It's amazing. Yeah. So he killed it. And uh, just the re- that's a, you know, anybody who hasn't listened to that one yet, it's a it's a zombie story that is more something else. So um, it's sort of like it's you think it might be as a traditional zombie tale, but um, you come to find out there's much more to the story. So that was that one. Number 20, Carnivore with Laura Minnell. Now, Laura Minnell, is she is she the one who is in Trick or Treat? One of the guests yeah, was in Trick or Treat. Yeah, so she, she was. was who was she in Trick or Treat? I'm trying to think. Was she one of the girls like in in uh, Anna Packin's group of girls who go to the costume party? Was she in that group? I don't I, I don't remember. And it's funny because I just watched it and I forgot she was in it. And then you I saw remember her, was like, oh, wow. Yeah. And, and she was also in uh, 13 Ghosts, which was really she was one of the ghosts in 13 Ghosts. I think she was the bound woman. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. Yeah. That which is you know, a favorite of mine. And then, she, you know, she, she was in she was one of the leads in Project Blue Book. And I think she's that Van Helsing series. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she she was someone who was a friend of a friend and just really loved the podcast. And uh, she was like. Yeah, well, I want to do one. And, and I, I had this idea because I think she's a great actress. And I also um, I wanted to find the right thing. And I was like, oh, what, what haven't we done? And I'm like, we haven't done a werewolf story. And I was super excited about the idea of it being a werewolf. And I guess if you're listening to this, you've probably listened to all the stories and to it, it be a female and so, yeah, she she killed it. I was like, you know, I know it's weird, but can you play 17? And she's like, yeah, that's kind of like the cool thing about our podcast is it's all about your voice. It doesn't matter what you look like, how old you are. And so it's been kind of a fun thing. And then I brought in Mark Kelly to play her father, who was in Jacob's wife and who was in um, my film, I live alone. And he's, he's such a good actor. So um, he was awesome as her dad. And uh, it was just like a super fun one. And actually Laura lives up in Canada. So she actually recorded hers remotely. So um, I thought she did an amazing job. How did that work? Did she have her own voiceover studio or did you have to help her kind of guide through that process? Well, her boyfriend, Mike, who I've known forever, he uh, is a musician. Uh-huh. So so he recorded her and so he engineered her takes and she, she just did um, a bunch of them because she wasn't sure exactly what I wanted. So so she gave me a lot. I think there was like an hour of audio or something, wow. but it was great. And, and honestly, the thing I've kind of told most people who've come in and actually done done these stories i always tend to go with people's first takes i don't know if you do that but it's like there's something like really authentic about everyone's first take so Mm -hmm. with laura it was kind of that i just went through i was like yeah that's the best take that's the Mm -hmm. best take so so yeah it was it was a really fun easy one and i thought she was awesome yeah i think all that kind of behind the scenes looks as far as like recording people remotely and how to deal with that like for anyone listening who is doing this on their own and has their own narrative story podcast, be a horror or whatever, or wants to do something like this. These are all kind of things that will come up as you're searching for different actors and, and performers for your stories and, and how that's set up. One thing I started doing was going online and being able to cast voice actors online through different websites where, you know, pay per service kind of thing. And that's kind of been an interesting thing that we'll get into on season two. So some of the actors will hear are people we have never met. 
<laughs> you know, that, that are just out there doing their thing and you listen to their demos and you pick and cast that way, which has really, really been a fun experience so far. So it's kind of cool that way. Like, you, I don't know what you, you guys, but like sometimes like I've had people come in and guess on like some of my stories or spider stories that I've never met. I was just like a fan of. Yeah. And and then they're like interested in doing the show and they've come in and like the first time we met was recording this, which is really cool. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like a neat thing to get to work with people that you actually really admire. Right. Exactly. Radio, you know, exactly. So you listening, get out there and start making your own stuff. This is so fun. More of part two of the Bleeders Digest season one wrap up after this. And uh, then we had number 21, the skin man with Chaz Bono. Another one of your, another one of your tales. Yes. Yeah. This one. So I wrote this one before a few of the other ones, but I knew I was like, I want to write a Halloween story and I want to write something that has a character, like a iconic, like Freddy Krueger-esque character, but without, but it's still feeling fresh and kind of like around a legend and something gross. And I was like, well, that's interesting. What if like the person with the guy was skinned and he was just this like evil, like skeleton fleshy thing. And, and, uh, and initially I, I brought in the cast for my film. I live alone. So Bonnie Aaron's came in and did, um, Radic Lord, Nolly Marina. They came in and did different characters. I narrated. And then, um, I had been speaking to Chaz on the phone. Um, we had a mutual friend who's a manager. And we just had this like love of serial killers. And I was like, look, I want to do more stuff with you, but I really need like a cool character for this. You know, I wanted the Halloween episode to be really feel iconic. And I don't know who, who wouldn't be excited to hear Chaz Bono. So uh, he came in and he's like, I feel like this character has like a Southern accent. There's nothing scarier than a Southern accent. And I was like, <laughs> really? And I was like, okay. And then he did it. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> like, so he was another person who came in and just nailed it. He knows, he knows his horror. And, and it was just such a fun story. And one of my favorites and one, I hope I get to like make into a film one day because I just think it's such a fun story. I feel like some of our stories need like little action figures, like the skin man, yes. right? Mr. Yes. Nobody, yes. <laughs> like all the demons and monsters, the devil from spider story. And you know. that would be, so, okay. How do we do that? Whoever, if someone's listening, that makes yeah. action figures, please yeah. hit us up. We want this. Yeah. Off to number 22 and daddy issues. So that's a story I put together with Bill Mosley. Who's just a legend. And we've talked to him before through different means on podcasts and interviews and things like that. And he's the nicest guy and the hugest horror fan as well. And he's he is just a guy who is down for everything and anything. But for him <laughs> to say yes to do this project, you know, and to read an original story that I wrote was a kind of a dream come true. And I read opposite him. I played his son. And I actually did read my part with him and record it in the same room. 
And obviously, I hadn't talked to him in that sense before. I've you know interviewed him before, but never have acted with him. I've never really acted <laughs> at all. So to do that in front of Bill was very intimidating, but a very cool experience that I'll, I'll remember forever for sure. And he just he just killed it. And like you said, first take. You know, the first take yeah. is all the stuff I used. I thought he did an incredible job, and it was really fun to build after the fact using his voice. And yeah, it was uh, it was quite the experience. Yeah, I really I really loved how this story turned out because I read it and I was like, oh, this is cool. But when I actually heard it done and like it came to life, it was it was even more exciting. I thought I was like, oh, like the sound design and that your guys is you guys nailed the characters. Like, I don't think anyone else could have been dad, but Bill like and, you know, and you guys had such a good chemistry together. So, uh, yeah, this is definitely my favorite of Trump so far. And then we go on to number 23, The Art of Art. Yes, The Art of Art with Maria McCann. And how did we meet Maria? So Maria (laughs) is awesome. And uh, her kid, Gwyneth, was um, in Mr. Nobody. They're just a really talented, fun family. The friends friends with their daughter. Yes. And that's how we met them. And Maria is just so cool. And she's an actor and she's been in like a ton of like TV shows and just movies and just fun stuff. And their family really loves horror. Which is really cool. Oh, yeah. The dad's like a, as a high school drama teacher. Yeah. We, yeah. They watch all these great horror movies with their kids. Yeah. It's amazing what the Scarlet's friend has seen before Scarlet. <laughs> like, you know, like Scarlet watched The Taking of Deborah Logan for the first oh. time. How'd uh, she like it? She loved it. And it was like, <laughs> this is really scary. Yeah. Runs to tell her, you know, she watched it over the holiday break, runs to school to tell her friend that she saw the taking of Deborah Logan. Oh my God, you want to, oh, I already saw taking of Deborah Logan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that, that they were related. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're they're really cool. And so um, this was a story, a Very long story. And (laughs) this was the first story that I sound designed all on my own. That's right. And that took. Because I was like, no way. (laughs) Days. Yeah, if you take on a Lauren story, Lauren tends to have the longest stories out of all of us. So, yeah, after when I did Bones, I was like, and I narrated, I was like, this is like a marathon of dialogue. Holy shit. It's just heavy dialogue. I don't know. It just comes out in my head. It was really, really cool because our kid was in it and he was super excited to be in a story. And I thought he was really good in yeah, it too. Like really good. He did yeah. a really, really good job and it's you know, it was a really fun one to write. And, you know, I think with a lot of the stories that I do, I take pieces of Things that I hear like on the news or, you know, things that my kids are watching and I just like mash it all together. And I really like doing this one, even though it was really, really long. You know what? People love a good long story. They love a long story. You know, you got to have you got to have a mix. Some short ones, some long. True. It's true. And like, you know, I think the only reason it probably felt so long for you is just because you had to do all the sound design, like, you know, (laughs) listening that doesn't feel like it. You're like, oh, it's over already. But yeah, when you're doing like, you know, 15 hours of sound design, it's it's long. (laughs) Yeah, it it was really long. And just like finding the sound effects, like Mm -hmm. I just like I could hear them in my head, 
but oh, you don't create them all by yourself like right. you do or like, like a foley thing <laughs> yeah. in the back like stepping breaking celery sticks and stuff yeah. yeah sometimes i do actually do that type of thing really? yeah. Yeah. yeah like you need something fast we'll yeah. just like make a sound in the house but people still do that i follow a, a, a woman online that's a foley artist it's crazy like just she's just doing it all organically <laughs> wow major- i mean that might have helped i mean some of the things were really complicated well we tried that once like in here oh yeah yeah you got yeah it comes up you definitely have to yeah doing these kind of things yeah you do that and there's also different subscription services and things if again if you're listening and you're thinking of doing this or shelf or you do do it yourself to find sound effects and and things like that online that can make the process much much uh, less of a daunting one and on the news story that's going to actually be the first one which we'll get to I have um, our two-year-old Elle. She's playing the harmonica in like the scary parts. Oh, she that's, that's great. That's oh, great. That's so cool. But it's so creepy. She walks around the house doing it. I'm like, that sounds so creepy that I was like, I'm going to put that in the story. <laughs> so I do weird stuff like that sometimes. That's so cool. We're going to go to a, a story from Chrissy, the last serial killer part one. And uh, that was episode 24 starring Poncho Moller and the return of Chaz Bono. Yeah, that one was really fun. So when I had said I'd been speaking to Chaz a lot about different projects and things we could work on, um, he kind of had this basic outline of an idea that he was like, you know, I really see this being a series or something. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, we could turn it definitely into a bleeder story. We could develop it and write it together. He was like, well, do you ever do ones that are in parts? And I'm like, you know, we've talked about doing that and doing like a sequel to something once in a while. And, and I was like, you know what? Like, given the storyline and um, I think this would be a good three parter. So we, we decided that we're going to, you know, throughout the seasons release part two, part three. Is the whole but story written? Like, do you, yeah, yeah. Do you already know kind of where okay, it goes? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Okay. We're not making <laughs> But yeah, it's different. It's different perspectives. So. I don't want to give too much away, but obviously this story was Poncho Moller, who, who played the detective. It was around his perspective of his relationship with the serial killer. The next one is going to be around Chaz, who plays the serial killer. It's going to be his perspective and, and going back in time. So it kind of goes back and forth from 20 years and then, you know, into the future. And it's just we both have a passion for serial killers. And um, when I was talking to Chaz about it, I was like, well, who are you thinking to play the detective? And he's like, well, my favorite horror actor is Poncho Moller. So and we're friends. I'm going to ask him. And he was like, hell yeah, let's let's do it. It's and amazing. So, yeah. So he came in. We actually recorded this one at my house and it was really quick and fun. And I thought that they both did an incredible job. I'm excited for part two, which will be this season. And uh, yeah, it was just a really fun one. And it's, it's kind of more of a challenge because even though they're in parts, because they're kind of standalone, they kind of all have to still have a beginning, middle and an end that work as one story. So so it's kind of a more challenging way to approach a story than just the classic one off, which is fun. And Poncho Moller was great in the movie Candy Corn. If you have not seen it and you're listening, it's so Definitely. good. So good. So good. Three from Hell. I just, I like loved him in it. Three I from Hell is amazing too. Yeah. He's been in a ton of stuff. My God. So many yeah. things. All right. The Follower, based on true events, number 25. I remember the true stories of this. I remember Spider and you both talking about that on your first time you were, we met, we met in person actually for the first time we had, yeah, when you were on the yeah. Boo Crew 
And you guys talked about that story. So it's based on an actual, I mean, <laughs> it's not just one incident, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, what's kind of crazy is, yeah, this story is based on me and it it's true. Like all of the events other than obviously the end of me getting murdered by a real person, what, which you're I, not murdered. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. I'm alive. But the craziest part is the guy with who knocking on the door with the butcher knife actually happened. Oh, and God. I actually didn't answer the door. No. And so I, I would always, and that apartment was all the stories about like the haunting, the ghost shit in that apartment were all true. Um, and there was witnesses beyond just myself. And, um, and so I just kind of, I was like, well, what would make this story be a twist? And I always say that I think that human beings are a lot more scary than a ghost or a monster. I, I think that human beings hurting other human beings is a lot scarier. So I just was like, well, what would have happened that night if I had to open the door, you know, or so that was kind of where I came up with the ending, which is the only part that was really made up. Yeah. I, and it's been something that, I've had these experiences my whole life, believe in ghosts or not, which, you know, honestly, I spent a lot of my life into a scary idea, but the more things like this happen, the more I have to face that, you know, there has to be some truth to it, you know, and, uh, you, you know, if other pe people are witnessing it, you're not just making it up in your head. <laughs> so it, it's kind of a crazy, scary story. And I was like, well, we haven't really done a true story. And, I think it was actually Bryce Johnson and them who Spider went on their podcast and they're like, we think she's haunted. Like he, Spider told the story about yeah. what happened to Herman and stuff. And he's like, I think she's a haunted person. And I, I was like, that's terrifying, but also like <laughs> could be true. So you're not, you're not haunted. <laughs> <laughs> they just <laughs> like you. The ghost like has anything has anything happened recently or did it kind of stop? Um, I think the most recent thing that happened was when I was filming Frank and uh, we were asleep and at four in the morning, our piano in the living room, we have an electric piano just started playing like full volume and it was playing not a demo, but like a strange, like strange chords, like scary. This Weird. Oh my God. That was scared the shit yeah. out of me. Oh my well, God. Yeah, I did. And like spider and I both woke up. I woke up first and I was like, wake up, wake up. And then he could hear. And, and uh, we both were freaking out. And I was like, someone's in the house. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I would have thought. Yeah. And so I, I like, I was like, go check. But of course I go too. And I follow him and we're just both so freaked out. He just runs and turns the piano off. And I'm like, we could have filmed this. But like, obviously you're not thinking about yeah, that. No, yeah. shitless. So that was the last time that I think something that weird has happened. Um, but yeah, now I unplug the piano every night before bed. So the, the scariest <laughs> thing that's happened to us at night is our dog makes this noise. That, that's <laughs> like, uh, it sounds like. Well, it sounds like a human. It sounds like La Llorona. Yeah, it's like, pretty terrifying. What does it sound like? Give me an example. Like, uh, do you remember? Do it. Do a little bit, and I could probably. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a howling person. Like, yeah. And uh, every time I'm not ready for it, of course, yeah. it's like you know when you're <laughs> trying to sleep, and then you hear, oh. <laughs> what did she see? I wonder. I don't. I think she's dreaming. I don't know, but it scares the shit. And I've, every time I wake up, and you know, you wake up. And I'm screaming because I'm screaming yeah. in my sleep and I wake up and it just kind of, it, it doesn't come out. It comes out as like a breathless scream. 
because I was so terrified that it comes out like. <laughs> Here's a, that's what it sounds like. Play it. Play it. Play it again. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> that's fucked up, right? People talk about it's a it's a it's a labradoodle, and people talk about. Well, that's your first problem, right? They talk about that because yeah, labradoodles are the Franken breed, right? Yeah, a little Franken. That's so Well, you know, it's funny. Animals are really scary because they like. I, I think in my story, I talk about my cat used to do that. She used to. It was like a different thing. It was like a you'd wake up and you just hear like. What the fuck? And it's so you're right. You like wake up in a full like yeah, panic. panic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like what is it like an Abbott and Costello or something? <laughs> right? Like those old like 1950s comedy comedy. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right okay I'm, I'm glad our plan to keep keep our banter shorter is working out really well right here. right yeah. <laughs> okay task. well uh, speaking of that the last the final story oh, number 26 finally. all the monsters come out at night yes a beautiful tale i mean honestly it was uh, the first time that i think that maybe we had any heart in our new horror story. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awful and terrible. But yeah, this one is, well, I mean, it, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's basically a bedtime story from a, a father to his son. But as with everything in the Bleeder's Digest universe, it uh, is not what it seems. And uh, I'll leave it at that in case anybody who hasn't heard it yet. But um, it was kind of our holiday send-off, you know? Yeah. And sent it us into a, a break and... To re-energize for season two. Have we mentioned there's a season two coming? We have briefly. Yes. So this Thursday, December or December. What is it? <laughs> January 20th. Um, I'm still in that last month. Uh, yeah. Our new season begins with our first cannibal story, which is very exciting. Um, should I say that? I don't know. I guess I already did. So it doesn't matter. Um, but it's called The Winter Rental. And uh, it was sort of inspired by a trip home we took over the holidays. And just, of course, thinking about creepy stuff as we always do. And uh, yeah, I came up with this weird story. <laughs> I'm so excited. We can't it. wait. We can't wait. All right, everybody. Is there anything else we need to say or are we good? I think we're good. Just everybody. Let's hammer it home. January 20th. Brand new Bleeders Judge is back in action. Tell yes. your friends, everybody listen, subscribe. Every well, and we're going to have some really cool guests this season, too. And yeah, yes. so Definitely. every Thursday, look out for us. And and I, you never know. And we promise to try to have as few post shows as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and you can express, hey, if you if you want more post shows, you know, you know, what you could do is you can rate the show and leave us a short review on Apple. It helps us get discovered and keeps the episodes coming. And we might read your review on an upcoming Bleeders post show. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bleeders Digest. That's D-I-E-G-E-S-T and at BleedersDigest.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon. Which will be launching. All right. So for Spider, Chrissy, Lauren, and myself, stay bloody and keep digesting. Bye.
Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.